This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. Welcome to episode 126 for shouldidrinkthat.com. My name is Spoon. I'm your host. We are drinking beers and we are mourning the Pittsburgh Penguins for blowing a 3-1 to lead in the stadium series against the Philadelphia Flyers. As a Penguins fan, I hate the Flyers. I hate most things Philadelphia, except for their beer and their barbecue. Sports, though, yeah, I don't get along with them very well. They don't get along with us. It happens. Uh, the Pens blew a 3-1 to lead in the third period with the game-tying goal coming with like 17 seconds left, and then they blew it in overtime because that's what the Pens have been doing lately, and it's, uh, it's pretty disappointing as a Pens fan. But this isn't hockey talk. This is beer talk. And tonight we have... Let's see here. What's on the list? We've got beers from Two Roads. Not Two Rows. Two Roads from Stratford, Connecticut. And then we also have a beer coming in from Southern Tier, which since they've opened up in Pittsburgh, we get a lot more of their beers, which I like. And, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool to be able to go down to their their satellite location down on the North Shore, have some uh, good food, good beers, and uh, kind of kick back because I really like Southern Tier. I loved them when I lived up in Erie, and uh, I still love them down here. I'm not saying they don't make good beers or they make bad beers, but I, it's very rare that I have a bad beer from them. But first, we're going to kick off with Two Roads Brewing Company. Two Roads Brewing Company was founded in 2012 by four friends who dreamed for years of starting a craft brewery. We foster a roadless traveled philosophy. Hey, it sounds kind of like that Robert Frost kind of guy. The guy does the poetry. Yeah. We foster a road less traveled philosophy in the beers we make and how we make them. In that spirit, Phil Markowski, our award-winning brewmaster and 27-year craft beer veteran, has created an extensive lineup that takes a unique twist on a classic beer styles. Two Roads was named one of the 10 best breweries in America by Paste Magazine. How many years read that? And has won many awards, including gold for Belgian Lambic Style Ale in 2016 at the Great American Beer Festival. Two Roads isn't just the logo on our brewery building, it's our philosophy. Life always seems to offer up two ways to go. Just so happens we prefer the one less taken and having some fun along the way, in our lives, our careers, and especially our rears. Now for our roads less traveled philosophy being brought to life in beers that we can create and how to create them. Brewery is 40 minutes from Hobo, oh, then this is why I was liking this. The brewery is 40 minutes from Hoodoo Brown Barbecue in Ridgefield, Connecticut. I'm adding this part because you need to know this. It was also featured on Season 6, Episode 7 of Man Fire Food in 2017. There is a link in the description because when I found out where they were at, I went, oh my God, I know. why do I know this town? And it's because of my whole barbecue thing that I'm getting into and Hoodoo Brown. Uh, Hoodoo Brown has a very kick-ass Instagram feed. That's how I, I learned about them along with the man fire food. And also if you talk to the guys at Bowser's restaurant out in, uh, out towards Beaver, they drove up there. I forget who all went on the trip. I remember reading about it. So, um, Andy and anybody else up there, I, I believe it was just Andy, uh, went up there and it was like a life changing experience for him. And everything I've seen about this place is very cool. 
it's only like seven hours from Pittsburgh, which surprised me because I think that Connecticut, I always feel like Connecticut's farther away. When you look at it on a map, you're like, I, I could do that. I could do that in a day. In fact, I'm pretty confident it was Andy, is the, the person who went up there solo, turning all this back around into beer. Go check out the barbecue. Uh, H-O-O-D-O-O brownbbq.com. Just go check out the site. And so when I looked this up on Google Maps, they're maybe 40 minutes apart, which is cool because if I would go up to see one, I would go up to see the other. And really, beer and barbecue is just awesome together. And I, I preach this regularly on yenslovebbq.com. So from them, we have the two roads to TWO, like the number juicy New England IPA, 8.2%. Too Juicy is an unfiltered, cloudy New England-style double IPA that uses generous amounts of Hallertal Blanc, Citra, and Bavarian hops. And that's a hard thing for me to get out to say right now because my throat's killing me after yelling at the penguins. <sighs> Damn flyers. The result is a juicy, fully charged double IPA with notes of grapefruit, pine, oranges, and tangerine against a soft malt backdrop. Ooh, that sounds sexy. Untapped rating 4.02. If you have an issue with untapped, uh, top shit. <laughs> I've been getting a lot of slack over untapped because I, I know a lot of people don't like it, but I use it to log my beers and I don't use it as, uh, as gospel when I'm selecting beers, but it's good to get like uh, feedback and granted it's like anything else that's public facing. There is some skewing to it and some people that really don't know what the hell they're doing, but it gives you a, an idea of what the everyday person, I think, is is seeing this beer as. It says 4.02. Not bad. Uh, let's let's crack this one open. Give it a shot. Like I said, 8.2. And a beautiful... I got to tell you about this can, too. So if you go on the Instagram feed, uh, Instagram.com slash should I drink that, uh, there's a picture of this can on there. And it looks like there's a... At first, I was going to say two Daleks on the side, since I'm a Doctor Who fan, but it's like two towers, and you've got the the that metal case that they would put on, like Frankenstein, and he's getting zapped. But, it, yeah, at first, I'm like, holy shit, there's Daleks on this thing. You know, that's not what it is, but whatever. <laughs> that's how I see it. Look at it how you want. Interpret it as you wish. Let me tell you, the nose on this thing, as soon as I crack that can, oh, delicious, delicious, very floral. See if you can hear some of this beautiful white creamy head. Definitely tell it's unfiltered. Now, looking at this, you would not think that it's an IPA because a lot of the, uh, the IPAs that we've been getting around here are are usually a little bit darker in the hue. But Jesus, that is that's a gorgeous look. It looks like a I wish I had a wheat beer. Oh, you know what I do in the basement? I wish I would have poured this in a wheat glass because this <laughs> that's kind of what it looks like. That is a gorgeous head on that thing. That's like well, it's a good two finger head, but oh the collar on this beer is beautiful. In my Texas monthly I came, I sauced, I conquered barbecue festival glass. Yeah, I kicked the shit out of that festival. Going back again, too, by the way, if anyone wants to join. I might get some shit, too, because I'm using a, a pint glass. But you know what? Use what you got. Uh, I have no idea what happened to my IPA glasses. 
Actually, I do have an idea. I have a feeling that somebody in my house might have pitched them or donated them. All right. Cheers, Jens, guys. First beer with us on air for 2019. Uh, we do have more shows coming up. I know I said that before, but uh, I, we'll get into that here in a second. Cheers. Oh, man. Oh, that's good. Whoa. Grapefruit. I can see the grape. Oh, yeah. Grapefruit's definitely kicking in. Taking a bit of the aroma as you drink this is highly recommended. Now, the beer snobs are going to be like, well, this is how you're supposed to drink a proper beer. But you know what? For the, the guys that are just getting into this stuff, take time to really absorb the aroma of this beer because it, it just it kicks the beer up a notch. Mm. Man. God, I, I love New England IPAs. People, Some people don't like them. I, I don't give a shit. I like it. I'm digging it. Whoa. That is, yeah. I'm not getting the piney or pine. Uh, slight on the, the tangerine. It, it definitely has a soft malt backdrop. I think that's an excellent description of this beer. I want to meet the person that wrote this because that is, I hate saying things are spot on, but that, oh, it's so smooth. It's like velvet. I do get the notes of grapefruit, which I'm not usually a big grapefruit fan, but it's it's very well balanced when it, the orange starts. It's like a cycle that you get. You get the grapefruit, and then you start getting a little bit of the malt, and then the oranges come in. A little bit of the pine. You're like, yeah, I can't tell what that is. I'm digging this, though. Two roads. Guys, I need to get more of this. Uh, this was the last can. So both of the beers I had tonight, I got the last ones. I need to find more of this too juicy. Whoa. Okay. Now that, wow. After you've drank it for a little bit, you can kind of pick up the, a uh, little bit of pine. And I'm not saying it cause I read it either. You could start to pick it up like towards, it's really weird. The, the progression you could take as you drink a beer and just the, the different flavors that come out, especially as this warms up a little bit, like with each drink that I take, I'm finding something new with it. And that's one of the reasons why I love beer why I love really good craft beers and you know what I'm I'm very fortunate that I got the last one of this uh this too juicy because if I can find more of this I'm absolutely going to get more of it guys good job yeah 4.02 and I so I'm giving you a 4.5 on this man I could get into a lot of trouble with this beer especially if it really is 8.2 it goes down it goes down fast and that was something I, I had in the back of my mind when it said soft malt backdrop because I'm thinking it might be a little bit thicker. I'm not going to be, you know, it's, I don't know if it's, you're not going to crush a bunch of 8.2%. So let's be realistic here. And if you're, if you're one of those guys that said, I drink that shit before I go out, good for you. You know what? Great. I'm glad you do. But for normal people, this is something that uh, you're going to want to watch yourself because this will sneak up on you. I'm sure of it and probably kick you right square in the ass, man. Oh, I love that. I'm going to sit back and enjoy this. Here's a little musical interlude. So before we get into the next beer, you got to check out their social media. They're 
two was a two roads brewing Instagram account has pretty much close to 54,000 followers. They do a fantastic job with their social media. I just started following them when I got this beer. Yeah, it's, I mean, you, you do get straight up beer porn and there's a lot of like ad kind of things on here, which, hey, whatever. Uh, it doesn't look like it updates very often, but the pictures that are on here are very cool. And here's what really impressed me. Go to their YouTube channel, which there's going to be links for all these in the show notes. Uh, go check out their YouTube channel because there is a ton of information about them on here. And I, I really enjoyed watching the Two Roads Brewing videos uh, playlist because it gives you an idea of kind of how they got started and the process because it started in 2012 is when they started publishing these videos and it, they do a great job with it especially considering you know where we were at with videos back in 2012 i mean you saw the crap that we used to put out <laughs> these guys did a, a pretty good job uh it's great learning about the brewery too and now being 2019 looking back at 2012 and you figure they've been doing this for seven years you look back at when things were getting started and you're like, whoa, this is this is kind of cool. It's like a little bit like a time capsule, which I mean, you get a lot of that on YouTube. But it's neat like when you discover a brewery for the first time and you're able to go to their YouTube channel and see like how they got started. And there's a few other videos that are in there too. But take a few minutes and go watch their YouTube channel. Very cool. Uh, I, I need to find one of their guys locally. There is a Western Pennsylvania beer rep. And uh, yeah, I, I want to find out more about them because this is really, I really like this beer. Oh, too juicy. Damn good. I can't get the damn song out of my head. So I, I've... Seven Nation Army is like one of my favorite songs. I don't know why. It's just... I, I think it's the simplicity of the song. And my oldest son is playing the drums now. So I, I've been picking out songs for him to listen to. And... I wish we had someone that played bass in the family too, because that would be really cool. I used to play drums, so I, I've been helping them with a few things. But we don't have any bass players. I know a few bass players. Actually, I know a lot of drummers too. And I, I would love for him to to get somebody just to jam with, because I think he would really enjoy it. Now, Grant, he just started with drums like within the last month or so, and he's really taking to it. He played the flute before that, and uh, that was that was very difficult to listen to. He didn't like it, uh, but he had is like a gateway instrument for him. And I told him if you stick with uh, stick with the flute, just so you can learn music and stuff like that. I'm like you can, sw- I'll let you switch. That's cool with me as long as your music teacher is. And she's like, he needs to play the drums. I said, yes, he does. So now he's playing the drums, and I like it. Plus, since I'm home during the day and he goes away, I can go up and play the drums. Which brings us to the next thing that we need to talk about here. So going back to the last episode, uh, I had asked you guys what your cheap beer would be to drink when you're laid off. Uh, I'm still laid off. My company closed. If you haven't listened to the last episode, my company closed uh, a couple weeks before Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas to us. Uh, Company closed. Still looking for a job. Uh, So if you know anyone looking for a digital marketing guy with an IT background and like pretty kick-ass at social media, uh, drop me a line looking to get into the barbecue field of marketing if I can. Beer's not bad. Uh, a lot of people doing it. <laughs> not a big market for that in Pittsburgh. But, hey, uh, yeah, I'm home during the day. I got a lot of hours free, and uh, I'm slowly starting to work on the studio again. I, I will be going back over to Sorgatron Media. The problem is uh, I can't always get over there, so I need to make sure I have a home studio. So I'm trying to do both. But 
Should I Drink that is a part of Sorgatron Media. You, you'll hear little clips for them and Bold and everyone else part of the network. It's been a very kick-ass opportunity so far. And you guys still have us in the top 100 for food and drink on iTunes. And I love that. Uh, it's been higher than normal because we're doing shows again. But, yeah, you guys keep downloading the shows. And also, before I forget, Google finally got it on right on the podcast app. It hasn't updated in two years. They don't know why because it looked right on Google Music. But it's fine. It's fixed. If you have an Android device, go subscribe on Google Podcasts. This is going to be on Spotify soon. I have to get a few more shows up before I can get this on Spotify, but it will be there. Go listen to the shows. Go back and listen to some of your favorites if you want. Uh, if you're new to the show, I can't tell you. Well, I think the Zane Lamprey one was one of my most most favorite besides the 40s episode, which I was a train wreck about 12 years ago. But go back, listen to some shows, rate and review, smack the subscribe. Uh, if this was YouTube, I'd say ding the bell, but we're not going that far. So, uh, oh, so yeah, the beers that people had <laughs> mentioned – uh, there was a lot of beers, uh, such as hams. There was uh, some people were being smart asses and saying our, uh, Iron City Mango. That's an inside joke with a lot of us. Uh, but hams was a big one. There was also um, like Miller Lite. There's a lot of your macro beers. Uh, Sam Adams came up. Yingling was another one. And then there was a lot of local beers that people had that they mentioned that they said they drank because it, it reminds them of a simpler time and it takes them back. And hey, that's cool with me. Uh, I used to drink Beast Ice. I mean, that was the that was my jam in college. That and Red Dog and and uh, I hated Bud Ice, but I dated a girl that liked it, so you know I had that for a little bit. But yeah, it's still let me know uh, what you guys would drink as your cheap layoff beer. I usually have something around the house. It's usually Golden Monkey, which is not a cheap beer, but it's a delicious beer. And it makes you forget about the pain, boys and girls. So let me know what beers you like to listen to. Um, keep them coming in. Also, I had heard back from, uh, let's see, quite a few people on when they want to do live shows. Right now, it's leaning towards Friday nights which is not uh, a bad option. I, if I can make that work with the studio, I absolutely will. I have a lot of bandwidth here in my house. So we can definitely get something here. Um, and then the studio also has a, a pretty fast connection too. So we'll see what uh, we can do. The great thing about being in Pittsburgh is pretty much everyone around here is gigabit now because we're a test market. <laughs> Sweet being in the South. So I, I do have all that and I appreciate the feedback. That's been cool. So up next is the for the final beer of the evening is the Southern Tier Seasonal 3X IPA Threxpia 311 Pia Pia Pa. <laughs> Depending on how you if you're into Roman numerals, we're gonna see. <laughs> I guess it could be if you're if you look at the three as an E and it's Xipa. Whatever. It's the Southern Tier 3X IPA. This beer is seasonal for a quarter, uh, first quarter. So go out and get some, if you can find some right now, cause it's not going to be around very much longer. And as they say, welcome to the rarefied air of three X IPA Southern tiers, newest IPA, the triple IPA brims with piney resinous hop flavor with a lingering hop bitterness and multi sweetness. The Q1 seasonal product boasts a 9.5% ABV pours a beautiful, deep golden amber color. Cheers. 
You can get this only in 12 ounce bottles. Oh, no, they have it on tap. But they also have it in 12 ounce bottles in the four pack, six pack, and the delightful case. Uh, this also does pair well with brisket. Oh, told you to be a barbecue die. Uh, grilled lamb and southern chicken fried southern chicken fried steak. Oh, yeah, because all that food will make me fat, and I don't care. Actually, the brisket is is good for you, and so is grilled lamb. I could get into that, but I won't. That's going to be for the barbecue podcast. What? Yes, barbecue podcast. It's coming. Get ready. But until then, final beer of the evening. So this beer comes in at 9.5%. It's got 90 IBUs. The description for it has it at a deep golden amber color. Uh, I'm not getting deep amber. No, not at all. Uh, yeah, that is, I'll give them slightly golden, but that's not a deep color. Uh, I, I, I need to find another bottle of this to see if it's just the way I'm drinking it or the lights in this house, but that is by nowhere near deep, but that's not affecting the twi- the twist, the taste of the beer. Hmm. All right, let's go in for a drink. Let's see what we think. At 90 IPUs, that whoa, that, that's that's bitter. I could see where this would be good with brisket um, if you're going Central Texas style, because Central Texas brisket is salt, pepper, sometimes garlic, and that's pretty much it on the crust. This would go, wow. Yeah, this would go really good with the, the salt and pepper on a, cr- uh, a really well-cooked brisket. Uh, I, I don't know if I would have this with the fatty part. If the, if you're cutting this off of the, the point, uh, I think it might be a little bit much. I think it's going to be too much richness. Whereas if you cut it with the flat, which is the, the front part of it, the lean cut, as they say, uh, I, I think this is going to go really great with it. But not an overly smoky brisket. This is, um, I think this would really bring out the pepper and the beefy flavor. But I'd worry that the juiciness and like the, the way that the fat renders in brisket, I think that might be too much to go with this beer uh, with the bitterness. You're going with a very rich meat. As, and then you're bringing in the, because the, there there's a lot of bite to this, uh, a lot of hot bitterness. And I, I don't think that the two, you know what I've got to do now. I've got to cook a freaking brisket and find this out and grab another one of these beers. That That's the only solution to this. Based off of what I've had for a lot of brisket and drinking this, I don't think they would pair that well. With the point, uh, with the flat, yeah, I would, I would definitely have this. You want something with a real beefy flavor. Uh, I haven't had a lot of lamb. And they also suggest having the Southern chicken fried steak, which I think I've only had that at like Cracker Barrel because that's like, if you need to forget about life for a while, that, that's something that you eat, just a chicken fried steak. And it, let's face it, you, you could mock Cracker Barrel all you want. That hash brown casserole that they have up there is freaking awesome. When it comes to this though, uh, I, I, I have a hard time with the brisket. And it's because I've been very deep into the whole brisket thing as of recent and cooking a lot of brisket and eating a lot, eating a shit ton of brisket. Um, I don't know if this beer would really pair that well. There is some pininess to it. There's a lot of a little resin to it, uh, but this does kind of remind me of a two X, and I want to put that 
side by side. I don't think it's as rich as a 2X. It's going to punch you in the gut like a 3X normally would. Uh, but mm, I'm, I'm also not getting a lot of malty sweetness to it either. And I think if if it really did have that malty sweetness that they talk about, then it's definitely not a good mix with the brisket on the the point side. It's more for the flat. Is this a good beer? Hell yes. Would I drink more of it? Well, I didn't have anything else to do for the rest of the night because you have a couple of these at 9.5%, then you're going to have yourself a pretty good night. I would sit out on my porch with this. I'd sit on my porch listening to some Chris Stapleton with a plate of barbecue. Yeah, what the hell? Why not? Yeah, I'll do that. Uh, th- this is good, though. I I enjoy it. Uh, it's a lot lighter th- in the body than I thought it would be. It is bitter. It's I don't taste the 90 IBUs. I think that's that sounds like it's pushing it, and it might be more of the balance with the malt. But overall, yes, this is a very good beer. The resin, though, I think is the resin taste that I'm getting with this would, and I keep going back to the brisket because that's what they mentioned on here. And whenever I drink a beer, I think, what barbecue am I going to pair that with? And then which barbecue around Pittsburgh can I pair that with, with Southern Tears and Southern Tears in Pittsburgh? And then we come back to the whole full circle thing of my life being barbecue and beer now. Which, if you haven't checked, we've got about 50 barbecue restaurants in the greater Pittsburgh area. Go check it out at yinslowbbq.com. I'm very curious. Uh, now, see, here's the problem. is This beer is a, a Q1 beer. And we don't have a lot of time left in Q1. So by the time I would get a brisket, cook it, smoke it, whatever. Though I have a lot of time free during the day. By the time we got done smoking the brisket and trying it with this... Uh, I don't know if you had time to get it. So we might have to try with the 2X IPA. Actually, maybe that's what we'll do. We'll grab a bunch of beers and we'll smoke some meat and we'll invite some some people over. Um, Jason Sircone from Breaking Brews is literally right down the street from me. So I can have him over. And uh, maybe we'll, just, or we'll take up the Sorgatron Media headquarters up in beautiful Beachview. And uh, and try something up there and just and start comparing the foods because it's now you guys got me thinking what beers do you want paired with what food mostly barbecue because I can cook barbecue I can't cook any other fancy shit but if it's something that I can cook low and slow or I cook over over an open fire um, it, it can be done I've got time on my hands so let me know what you think about these beers if you've had them in the comments on. The should I drink that dot fireside dot FM website. Yes, that's where we're at now. Should I drink that dot fireside dot FM? Check out the show notes. Let me know what you guys think about this beer. Uh, you can also leave it in Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you find content for should I drink that. If you're looking to follow us on Twitter, it is at SIDT. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram is should I drink that. And always follow me on Untapped. Username is Spoon, S-P-O-O-N. Like the utensil. Subscribe and rate on Google Play, iTunes, I guess Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and anywhere else you have fine craft beer podcasts. My name is Spoon. This has been episode 126 for ShouldIDrinkThat.com, where even if it's crap, I drink it so you don't have to. Let me know what you want to see and hear in future episodes. Check in later. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.